All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. That it? That's good enough. That's, that is notes from Bon. <laughs> With a babble from John. I guess so. <laughs> well, way to go, sweetheart. Well, that just leads up to what we're going to talk about tonight. It does. Welcome, everyone, to Notes from John. With the Babel from Bond. And it's Sunday night, December 8, 2019. And uh, we're grateful to be able to just share some things tonight that are important to us. And especially after having a, had a really a wonderful week of service in the temple and uh, time with our family Today, particularly, they were uh, Emily and uh, Eric. Eric invited us over to their home. It was with, their turn to do the family dinner. Yeah, it was, and did a great job with it tonight. And, and celebrating your birthday. Celebrating my birthday and two other birthdays as yes. well. And that was that was really great. Thank you so much, Emily and Eric. We surely appreciate that. And um, but we also need to have a little shout out, Bonnie. While we were there, we heard that Noah, Mark, and Melissa's son, twelve-year-old, who's twelve, uh, received the Student of the Month award from his junior high school. Yes, from his middle school. Yeah. So that was a wonderful thing. It's always nice to know that our grandchildren are trying to be good citizens and. Do what is right and, and he's be recognized. Yes. He's worked hard to get his grades where where they need to be. And uh, way to go, Noah. We're proud of you. We are proud of you. Good work, bud. So uh, tonight, uh, well, part of our responsibility that Bonnie and I have as we serve in the Salt Lake Temple is that uh, every other month we give a, a talk Actually, it's just a five-minute message. Uh, message in the baptistry in the temple for the baptistry workers. And we have four shifts a day, every day. And so when we're on our presidency shift in the temple, we'll go down and give a, a little talk in the baptistry to two of those shifts when their shifts come on. One's at 4.45 in the morning. Another one was at 8.45 in the morning, and they go on throughout the day with two others. So this month, uh, we were responsible for giving the, uh, the message in the, in the baptistry, and Bonnie gave a very nice message, and I gave uh, a message after her, and my message was really focused around um, seeing the face of God. And hence the title to our episode um, tonight. And I thought we'd just take a few minutes and share with you what the content of that was. And in the temple, we have um, uh, each shift uh, of workers that comes in during the day. They have a preparation uh, slash training meeting for the last about a half an hour whereby we train them and we give them a spiritual um, brief message as they prepare for their service in the temple that day. And so this past week, uh, uh, as we were, we've been 
giving these messages in the baptistry, I wanted to focus on on that topic, being able to see the face of God. And I started out with uh, just the a sentence that we is used in a beautiful uh, video that's often used in the temple that simply says, to be invited to serve in the temple is to walk on holy ground in the presence of the Lord. What a magnificent statement. And I don't have any question that the presence of the Lord is always present in the temple. I have felt it over and over. I, I have no question that there have been times when the Savior himself has personally been in the temple. I've, I've never seen him, so I, I can't say that from a first-hand knowledge, but I simply can say it from the feeling in my heart. It's much like in Matthew 5, verse 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Wow, what, what a remarkable promise that is for those who are the pure in heart and who will live lives in a manner that would be able to do so. In the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord in his uh, in a revelation given to the prophet Joseph Smith ten days after the laying of the cornerstone of the Kirtland Temple said in, in section 97, and inasmuch as my people build a house unto me in the name of the Lord, and do not suffer any unclean thing to come into it, that it be not defiled, my glory shall rest upon it. Yea, and my presence shall be there, for I will come into it, and all the pure in heart that shall come into it shall see God. Wow, that... That is just such a remarkable realization that if we're pure in heart and and strive to be worthy in every way that we can see God. So, yes, well, Lord said in our Come Follow Me manual this week that it says, Has no man seen God at any time? Well, no man hath seen God at any time except them who believe. I thought that was interesting. And it says the scriptures record several instances when God the Father has manifested himself to faithful individuals, including John himself. So do you think you always have to have, I mean, you have to have this faith to be able to even believe in him and then to be able to see him would be amazing. And as he has said, you have to be pure in heart. Pure in heart. Well, I had a, an interview one day with a, uh, a beautiful sister that was uh, from a Latino background and I asked her if she felt she was worthy to I was giving her a temple recommend interview and asked her if she felt she was worthy to enter the temple and she said to me after quiet contemplation for a few seconds said with tears in her eyes Brother Jepson I don't know if I am because I feel that in order for me to be able to go to, into the temple, I need to be able to be worthy to see the face of God. And boy, that hit me like a ton of bricks because I'd never really thought about it that 
deeply. It just made me realize uh, more, as it states in the 101st section of the Doctrine and Covenants, that it says, Seek the face of the Lord always. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of hard to do, to do it always. But what a remarkable opportunity and blessing it could be if we did. And, and for me, um, there are two ways of being able to see the face of God. One is a, to do it, see him literally, in fact, see him. The other is to see the face of God figuratively. Now, I've never seen him literally. Nor have I. But I, don't, I don't know anybody that has. But I'm sure that many prophets I suspect, well, I know the in the apostles, scriptures, in yes. the scriptures, we know there are some that have. Um, but I have seen the face of God in a figurative sense many, many times. As a matter of fact, I see it every time I go to the temple for our service there, which is, you know, four days a week practically. And in... And, and, these are some of the ways that I see the face of God in a figurative sense. I see it in the immaculate cleanliness of that temple and the, the beautiful way that it's just taken care of so well by people who, who uh, really strive to keep it in, in the best condition possible. I see it in the beautiful artwork that's throughout the temple where there are paintings of the Savior in various circumstances all throughout the temple that just bring the, the whole um, emphasis of the temple upon him. I see the face of God in the faces of the patrons who come to the temple, who are there to want to have a spiritual experience. They want to serve God. They want to bless the lives of those on the other side of the veil. But I, I, and there are several examples. For instance, there was a 16-year-old young man that was in the temple a few months ago. He was doing baptisms for the dead. And he was just a little mentally disadvantaged. And he did um, oh, a handful of baptisms for... Uh, for deceased individuals, and the last time he, the last one, he came up out of the water and said, "Pump," you know, giving him a pump fist. That felt good, and it just was it, it, very sweet. What a sweet experience for him! But to to see that kind of experience and the joy in his face is to see the face of God. I see it in the faces of. Um, people who come to the temple um, and they greet their family members there with warmth and kindness and love. I see it in the faces of a bride and groom that are kneeling at, the, at an altar to be sealed for time and eternity. And I also see the face of God in the, in the faces of the parents who were so pleased to have them there, and they're also very relieved to have them there. <clears throat> and then I see, I see his face in the faces of the workers 
who are so diligent and dedicated in their desire to help every person that comes have the very best experience they can offer. And they do it with kindness, with warmth, with love, with faith and, and tenderness, with respect. Wow, as a matter of fact, um, the day before Thanksgiving, Bonnie and I took our six oldest grandchildren to the Salt Lake Temple to do baptisms for the dead. And when we got there, it was 9.15 in the morning, and there was a horde of young people that were already there waiting. Yeah, bless their hearts. It, it was, was wonderful. It was. It was truly amazing. There was so many. It was just, it was just so crowded. We waited for three hours and 15 minutes with our grandchildren to just be able to get up to, to the baptismal font and finally concluded everything by about 12.45. So we were there for three hours and three and a half hours. And during that time, I watched carefully, observed the, the temple workers that were serving there in the baptistry. And given the challenge of dealing with all of these young people that were there and their, their leaders or their parents, I mean, it was just so crowded. Those workers were absolutely marvelous. They treated everyone with kindness, with the cheerful attitudes, with love and with respect. I didn't see, I, not one time in that, over three hours did I see anybody treating anybody with um, you know, frustration or irritation or, or, or unkindness. It was, it was amazing. I was just so proud of our temple workers, and I saw in their service the face of God. And it's not just in the temple and, you know, in church where people are expected to have these beautiful expressions of seeing the face of God just in their hearts, but it's also outside as well. That's why I sang that little song, All Things Bright and Beautiful, All Creatures Great and Small. All things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Just the creation of the earth, I see the face of God. I can get emotionally emotional in my heart when I see the beauties that he has created. I see his face, his, his countenance, his, his glory in what he's, he's made. We've had the opportunity to travel some of the world and to see some of the beauties he has created. I've also see the face of God in some of the music that I hear. It's a more of a sense of when it's so emotionally um, powerful that it has brought me to tears sometimes because it's so powerful and spiritual that I, that I could just imagine seeing the face of God and knowing that he's helped create this. I see the face of God in a newborn baby. I just think they're so sweet and innocent and knowing that they have just been with the Savior that, and seeing another creation that he has helped make makes me very joyful and filled with love. Even, la even the laughter of children 
I love hearing children laugh because the world's so full of trouble and trials. And when I see children laughing, it just brings joy to my heart. I see the face of God and their expression of joy. And with family members helping one another and supporting each other, we can just always find the face of God in our surroundings and feel that love and joy that he brings to help us become closer to him and to feel that we are trying to have more faith and feel his countenance in our heart and soul. Well, and I I also reflect on um, the the words in in one of the songs in the in the musical play Les Miserables. And uh, there's this line in the song On My Own that I believe is just inspired where it says to love another person is to see the face of God mm. and I think that is just so true in a figurative sense I, I mean as I think about tonight for instance as we spent our, our family dinner together with all of our family, how, how I love them and could see as I was reflecting upon what we were going to be talking tonight, could see again in this collective sense, the face of God mm-hmm. and how, and in your face, Bonnie, to, to, to love you is to see the face of God. And, right. and I just think it's remarkable to, to be able to f- sense that and recognize how how blessed we are to, one, have a knowledge and understanding that God is our Father, that Jesus Christ is our Savior and Redeemer, and that we can see his face in a figurative sense every day. I was just going to comment on when I've seen you give your talks and the power and devotion, commitment that you have been able to express when you give your talks of the Savior and how it's reached my heart and soul and others around me. Very powerful. I think, whoa, there's a sense of our Heavenly Father here, our Savior here, His presence from the things that you have talked about. Well, and it's the same that you've described here. I mean, we, we just have this opportunity, if we'll reflect on it, to, to be blessed with these uh, senses and these feelings every day. And, you know, we certainly have to strive for it. And, uh, and the, at least the temple has been one place that has been very helpful for me in that regard. But our family gatherings, our time you and I spend together, all of that helps me as well. Just, it just helps us to be more grateful for what our Heavenly Father has given us. Well, and then, and then I love the scripture in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. I remember having memorized this when I was a young missionary 50 years or more ago. And it made an impact on me then and has ever since. It reads, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 
It's a great scripture. The day is going to come when we will have the opportunity to see him literally. Now, I suspect that for you and me, that's going to be on the on the other side of the veil once we've uh, we've passed and died and and we'll have that opportunity to see his face literally mm-hmm. but i know that until that day comes that i can see his face figuratively in so many different ways right. yes. and and i just have to strive to have a pure heart and to have the f- kind of faith that requires us to be able to do that and when I'm short, which is every day, I, re- I seek to repent and seek for the Lord's forgiveness so that we can be worthy, you know, to move forward and hopefully get closer. Have his countenance with us every day and just keep doing the best we can. So as you think back on that, our, our opening statement on this, that um, we said to be invited to serve in the temple is to walk on holy ground in the presence of the Lord. What an incredible statement that is just completely consistent with the statements that the Lord gave to the prophet Joseph in the 97th section of the Doctrine and Covenants. So it's our our hope and prayer that uh, all of those that we love that may be spending time to chime in on this tonight or whenever someone might do, that you too might seek to see the face of God in the faces of those you love, to see it in the beauties of the world that are all around you, in so many other different ways that you might be able to do. And then, not just seeing that, but then and perhaps we can take it to the next step, which is to serve those that we love in whom we see his face. So there's our message for tonight. So all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God gave them all. <laughs> nice job, sweets. So that's it from us tonight on Notes from John. With a babble from Bond. Good night. Good night.